Minneapolis, 911. What's your emergency? It's another episode of Minneapolis 911. Welcome to today's show with your host, the mayor of Minneapolis After Dark, L.A. Nick. And along with him is beautiful and hilarious co-host, comedian Hesley Ray. They'll be bringing you the 411 and 911 of our beloved city. And we're back. Another week of Minneapolis 911. I'm L.A. Nick with my co-host, Hesley Ray. How you doing, Hess? I am good. How are you? Um, it's been a very, uh, very active week in the uh, city of Minneapolis. To say the least. It's like a circus, man. It's crazy. So for people who don't live in Minneapolis and don't know what's going on here, so we had a cop shoot a Australian well, woman. Let's just wait here. Okay. You just said for people who do not live in Minneapolis, maybe don't know. This is international news. And oh, it so is. I some people still don't know about it. Everyone knows unless they don't. My parents turn didn't know about it. Unless C- they don't turn on the TV. No, they, wa- they watch CNN. CNN won't report it. CNN, I do have an article from them. Yeah, but they didn't this. have it on their station. Oh. Where okay. Fox kept burning it on their station. I see. Oh, I see. CNN doesn't run, won't run it. Huh. That's interesting. Well, yeah, anyway, at all, they did, they gave zero coverage. Regardless, continue. Yeah. So anyway, we had a, an Australian woman get shot by a cop, and. An unarmed woman. In her pajamas. In her pajamas. That she called the cops to report somebody being assaulted in her alleyway. So after that happened, our mayor, Betsy Hodges, kind of forced our 30-year veteran police officer to... Ranked number 22 of the most powerful people in the nation, according to Forbes, in March of this year. Yep, that she, she forced her to resign. And she appointed Rondo, who used to be the the first precinct inspector. Then he was deputy chief of police. She appointed him as the new chief of police. So then she was going to give a press release in City Hall. She was giving a press release. And the whole room filled up with people just started starting to freak out and chant, chanting bye-bye Betsy and asking for her to resign. Yeah. And she she refused. You know, here's the thing. I I have talked to people. You've talked to people. You've talked to people in the circle here. I did, through another party here, that Ed Davis, the police chief of Boston, a former police chief who went through the Boston Marathon bombing and all of that, Ed Davis does commentary all the time. Brilliant man, super engaging. He talked about our city in the wake of this, and he remarked that Betsy Hodges is the one like that is going to go down for this. He liked Janae Harteau a lot. I love Janae. And everyone did. And I think everyone who saw her in action did. I know the public, as far as I know, really respected her. Her officers respected her. She has been handcuffed by our mayor. But the far left liberals don't like Janae. Well, regardless, like I think you and I can both agree, and it's rare that we do, that she's been handcuffed by our mayor, oh, Betsy Hodges, yeah, to not be able to respond to what she needs to, which is why I think because she has led in the way that she has and she has circumvented the hardship of a mayor like that, that's why Forbes named her the most powerful. Listen, you were the one who told me this. When um, when Janae Harto had tried to appoint somebody else within her ranks, right, Betsy and Betsy, Betsy on text messages said, okay, sounds good, and then in public went and lambasted 
Janae Harteau and yep. appointed somebody else. And then Janae Harteau put that on Twitter, which is a huge slap in the face to the mayor to say, but she's honest. She's direct and she's honest. And she will tell you, no, that's not what happened. Betsy said to me, I have the proof. This is what happened. I look at Janae Harteau as somebody who will say the truth, even if it hurts yeah, her. She's not a politician. She's not a politician. And I truly believe that she tried her hardest to serve this city. Now, one of the topics, and I want to hear your opinion on this, is that she um, was out of town on a you know previously scheduled vacation. She didn't run back. Most leaders have agreed she should have come back right away. She should have left vacation, come back. This, to me, seems like she was already one foot out the door. Okay, I'm going to say one thing. My, you know I'm pretty good at predictions. Mm-hmm. Didn't I predict maybe four months ago that she'd be gone by August? You did. I said she'd be gone by August. You did. And What's it's today's date? July 24th <laughs> today. So, I mean, your predictions have been right on. It's a little but, creepy. But I, I knew that she would be gone by August. Hey, why are you not Ruth Lorden? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell which one of you but, has been more but correct. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty good with these political... Uh, Psychic Ruth Lorden is who I was just talking yeah. about. For those of you who do not live min- in Minneapolis or watch the news... Um, so anyway, so heart, it breaks my heart. Harto resigned. I think her statement. But I, was, I say even even if this didn't happen, she mm-hmm. would have been she would have left anyway before August. That's what I mean. I think I think because she didn't race back in. She was already this, leaving. She, she had a foot out the door. Yeah. She knew that she was going to be resigned. I knew she was leaving four months ago. This thing happened while she was away, and she was like, you know what? I'm just pretending right now. She's like, F it. You know what? Like, she cares about Minneapolis. She cares about the family. She's like, there's nothing I can do. And this Hodges is going to pin it on me anyway because that's the only way that politically she could try to slime her way out of this mess. Here's the problem we have, and this is the problem. So say Betsy's been a terrible mayor and everybody think would agree with that. Let's just say that. Um, She's probably not going to get reelected, right? I can't see how unless she's going to be working with the Russians. <laughs> but every other choice, <laughs> the other people that are running, are even worse. Howard Dean. Everyone. Everyone. Howard Dean wants to take away all guns from all cops. Howard Dean? That don't sound right. Now, with a name like that. <laughs> you're going to take away all guns from a, a gunless police force. That's what, he tw- that's what he tweeted. That's what he tweeted on Friday. Well... I don't. Uh, and then you have Jacob Fry. Uh huh. I will do whatever <laughs> anyone says to me. And then you know. And then you then have you got the Kimi Pounds. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we're in trouble. Whoever gets elected. I feel. I feel unsettled. I'll say this. So, so you wrote though. Were you just kind of talking out of your butt? You said on Facebook, like it makes me want to consider throwing my hat in the ring. I, I thought about it. Um, for merit. And now I, you know, we, we have what's called a weak mayoral system in Minneapolis. So our mayor has very little power. The only power she does have is the police department. Mm-hmm. Um, city council makes all law, legislates all law. I think I'm more useful to get a city council seat than I would be as mayor. Cause Could you be more vocal then in impeaching, like, oh, yeah, our would, dean? Well, I would punch up. Nobody on city council punches up. 
What does that mean? You go after, you know, tell them, hey, you, you know, you, you, this is a bad idea. You know, yeah. no, they don't do that now. They just hush Punches up. Punches up. I thought that was like a punch in and out system. <laughs> I would actually punch in on time. No, punching um, up means punching some punching up to somebody bigger than you. So to respect Janae Harto, can I read that um, Fortune article sure. quickly? This, sure. Um, obviously, be, just because I, I feel like she's owed some sort of... Um, I guess like, like a thank you from us, you know, a thank I, you I from our show. I thank, thank you her. from Minneapolis. Well, then I'm going to thank her from myself and read this article again. Cause I feel like the, her resignation should be like, like washed away. And this article is what we should remember about our police chief. And I'm still going to call her that our police chief, the city's police chief, Janae Harto. Um, and I'm going to bungle it all up now because this went away. Okay. Saying that the Minneapolis police chief, Janae Harto's handling of turmoil in the city has made a leadership role model, Fortune Magazine on Thursday ranked her number 22 on its annual list of the world's 50 greatest leaders. Over the past 18 months, Harto has endured the kinds of challenges that every chief dreads, the National Business Magazine said, and releasing its fourth annual ranking on Thursday. Growing tension with the police union, a spike in overall crime rates, and most challenging of all, the fatal shooting by police of an African-American man, Jamar Clark, under dubious circumstances that prompted an 18-day protest organized by Black Lives Matter. The magazine went on to say that she weathered these woes with the steadiness that has made her a leadership role model. A 30-year veteran and the city's first female and first gay police chief, Harto is the mind behind MPD 2.0, a drive to build trust in the community by putting more cops on the beat. Civic leaders credit her for dismissing cops for misconduct. And then it goes on about the Clark shooting again. Um, in a statement, Harto said she feels honored and frankly finds it hard to believe that my name was placed on a list with so many people who have done such important work. Um, and she credited her um, her officers as well. So Fortune's praise for Harto, and this was again in March of 2017, comes just three days after the release of a federal report that concluded that a rift between her and Minneapolis Mayor Betsy Hodges led to a communication breakdown that prevented the city's response to a week-long occupation of the 4th Precinct following Clark's November 2015 death. So we're talking about a long-lasting feud between mayor and police chief. Um, again, I think a public and a police force that genuinely respected that chief. Had she not been handcuffed by Hodges, had they not had that rift, who knows, I mean, what kind of leaders we could be, what kind of shining star Minneapolis could be right now. Instead, we are falling apart. And your answer to this is now what? Because you're you're giving me, like, no hope. You're saying the mayor doesn't have a lot of power, but apparently they do if they control the police. That's, that's the only power she does have. That's is, the only power she yeah, does have. I don't know why keeps turning my mic off. So, anyway, Betsy Hodges, I, I just... I don't even have any words about And you know what? There's still people there's still people supporting her. I don't get it. I really don't. Like I made I made I did a Facebook post saying, you know, it's a shame that Janae Harto has taken the brunt of this and it's from all the mistakes that Betsy Hodges made. Mm -hmm. And people attacked me like, Oh, Betsy's the best and and 
she's got to be playing a lot of lip service to people, and and she she's probably convincing. You know, she's probably she's, like, hey, you know what? And look, our police chief was gone during. She didn't come back. You, did and you, did look. you watch the press release, her press conference though? Mm-hmm. And she had she had to leave. She had, she couldn't even she didn't even get to say anything. She had to leave. Thank goodness people just for kept people chanting, bye bye Betsy. Good. So, and listen, we've got um, Jeff Jindra on the line. We also the have the 911 call, too, of yes. that shooting. Yep, and so and so the thing that sparked this again is um, Justine Damon. Um, she was, by all counts that I've read, a very peaceful, meditative, amazing, shining light in our city. She came from Australia. She was just going to get married. Um I've read, heard nothing bad about her. She heard a sexual assault in an alleyway near her, what she thought was a sexual assault, called 911. Um, and then we will pick up with the call. And then we've got former police officer uh, Jeff Jindra, repeat guest, on the line with us after the call to kind of discuss um, what a multi-decade veteran he multi-decade veteran so we've got the police officer here you know with us to kind of dissect this and you know we're we're not experts on on this either but i it's, oh, i'm an expert you're an expert i'm the <laughs> comedian and i've said like one bad joke so far so let's go from here with the call Shots fired. Can we get EMS code 3 Washburn and 51st Street? Yeah, one down. Copy shots fired at Washburn and 53rd Street. Correction, 51st. Sergeant Dwight Mallard, shots fired and one down at Washburn. Copy. Copy 502. 506 as well. Copy That's the call. We've got Jeff Jindra. Hi, Jeff. Are you here? Hey, Jeff. How are you? How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. I miss you. (laughs) I thought you were going to be in the studio. I thought so, too. I was so excited. I was like, is he going to give me a T-shirt or a hat? I was (laughs) so excited. No gifts. Well, I'll I'll, uh, put that picture of us back up on my Facebook so people can remember how much we all love each other. So, again, can you give us, um, because... If people didn't listen to the episode that you were on before, give us a quick background of your service to our city, and then I, I want to hear your reaction to what's going on. Yeah, I just recently, well, I suppose it's been a year now, I retired as a uh, sergeant from the Minneapolis Police Department, 33 years in law enforcement, uh, was a SWAT team, both an officer and a sergeant, and then uh, had a Community response team, which is a team of nine plainclothes officers that do primarily vice and narcotics work in third precinct before I retired. Do okay. we do we still have that? Yes. Okay. Uh, there, 
not doing the same uh, kind of enforcement anymore. Uh, I think they're right. They kind of almost in uniform back in squad cars. Right. Nobody's so there, doing like. So the there is no like stuff. vice. No. Right. Okay. So again, thank you for your service. And this has got to be this Justine Damon and the chief resigning has got to incite a lot going on in your mind, having the experience that you've had with different chiefs. Um, what are your thoughts? It's uh, like a kick in the gut. I mean, I've talked to one current officer who said it's just demoralizing. You know, the people are supposed to be able to call help, and then they have this happen. It's just, you know, unbelievable. Can I ask, what do you think happened? Because we've had, like, no, I mean, we've had, like, maybe they were, he was startled by a loud noise, but I don't, and you're the police, you've got the police experience. I can't imagine any police officer shooting over his partner. I never even heard that happen, ever. I, I have, that, that no. alone was like, okay, I'm startled by a loud noise. My reaction is to get my gun out and shoot over my partner at a lady in pajamas like i don't i don't get it at all so can you get shed any light on that what what do you think happened i can't figure it out either i mean just to shoot across like right next to your partner's head is certainly not taught it's certainly not done and uh the, the response to the call is a fairly common call of like person you know call 911 over somebody screaming they think in distress mm-hmm. fairly common routine call and that neighborhood it's a fairly nice neighborhood i don't think you know you know cops have too much trouble in that neighborhood that's what i thought that as well alley, yeah and it's fairly routine there's almost taught to you'd re- you know approach blacked out where you turn off the lights mm-hmm. and hit the alley that way so you can try to get up as quick as possible on you know who's ever in that alley uh the are your, your windows out, down which, when that happens? Like, are you listening, or are your windows yes. up? Okay. Your your windows are down. You turn the radio down a little bit, so that doesn't give you. Stop away. listening to ninety three X. Yes, even sometimes we used to. Uh, KQRS. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Stop <laughs> listening to the Tom Bernard Network or old podcasts of Minneapolis nine one one dot com. Sorry. Anyways. So, and, like, we used to sneak up on drug dealers. Sometimes we even turn the car off, just, you know, coast and neutral. So we get to jump on them. But approaching blacked out, they call it, where there's no headlights on. That makes a lot of sense. The, I don't know if it's true or not, but there's been a report that he had his gun out. That is not really standard for that kind of call in that kind of neighborhood. Right. I mean, it, it, it has happened. We used to, you know, I've had my gun on my lap when we were, you know, kind of just, trying to sneak up on, you know, if somebody called a person with a gun or, But know, that's a very active. different call from, I think very, somebody when, might be getting assaulted. Right. I don't know. Right. To, like, I definitely saw a gun. And, like, we have to remember the time of year is it's post-4th of July. There's lots of, you know, right. fireworks and people using those. So I would have to imagine that on, I mean, if they do the that same shift frequently, that they've heard those noises often during this time of year, if it was a right. lot and, and there was no shot spotter activation. And there's no shot spotter no. activation. And so, mm. so I just, I can't. I can't, as an amateur sleuth and avid watcher of Murder, She Wrote, I can't 
come up with a scenario where this man well, has his gun ready well, and he's shooting I'll over just, his partner. And then, well, I was I was thinking, yeah, obviously nobody knows the details yet. I'm not the, the BCA will figure everything out, but you you wonder, uh, you know, because it took some time for the police to respond. If she wasn't inside her house and then comes out when she sees the squad start going down the alley and that's her door slamming, you could hear. Um, Either way, you know, who it knows doesn't... Where, who know, either way, it's not... Uh, your your mindset on a call like that is it's either a domestic or it could be a sexual assault. Now, the, the, would, would you consider both these cops rookies for, for no. the time they had in? No, not after... Uh, once you're in the suburbs, everybody, they ride you know, alone when they're... Uh, got three months on really okay there's the other yeah. thing too um where he's had previous complaints i don't know how like how frequently that happens i mean if we were to pull up every officer would you find one or two on each of just like you know disgruntled people like owie i was drunk but he hurt my wrist you know like do you yeah, that, find that frequently not, do, should we discount that Right, that's not a red flag to me. That okay. If, he, if he's anywhere active as far as making a lot of arrests, you're going to get those complaints, and we uh-huh. don't know the nature of those complaints. Uh, you know, that's kind of the new thing is if you're guilty, you try to complain against a cop. Right. All right. And then so, the other thing I was thinking, because she was in her pajamas, wouldn't you, as a cop, like maybe think maybe she's the victim, like not the caller, but could could she be the victim out there approaching the car? I mean, I just, I. Yes. Yeah, yeah well, you just use the victim. And, a, and what I was going to say is that calls like that, your first reaction should be you're probably going to go what, hands-on on somebody. If it's domestic or if it is a sexual assault, domestic, you're going to be handcuffing somebody right mm-hmm. away. If it is real true life rape in progress there, you're most likely going to be in a foot chase. So that's why you wouldn't have your gun on your lap for that kind of call. Cause you, you're ready you know, you're, to run and chase Nine someone. times out of ten, you're going to have to go hands-on right away. And, and pull somebody apart, or you're going to have to chase them. Here's the other thing that bothers me, and this could just be protocol, so, like, you'll have to answer that. Is this guy lawyered up right away? I'm guessing that the, you know, the Bureau does that right away, but he has not spoken, and he's refusing an interview for the BCA. How common is that? It's uh, not very, very uncommon in a police-involved shooting. I, I've, you know, 33 years, I've never one like this where so, the officer refused to talk but he has the same Miranda rights as you do he doesn't have to he's not you know you can't force him to talk to the police he doesn't have to give a statement odd to me if there's no like conspiracy I mean he could be well there's extra afraid like because he's a Somali well yeah she doesn't have the same rights because he's not in jail right Right. That's not true. Jail, and you don't have to, even if even if he is in jail, you don't have to. But I mean, he's not he's not even char he's not charged with anything, right? Right. Well, and the BCA uh, investigates, right. right? So I just they okay. So what would stop him from just going back to Somalia? Uh, anything? <laughs> nothing, I, I guess. I mean, I don't think <laughs> Maybe he's, he's already there. You can't do this. You know, that's the old days where you said, "Hey, buddy, don't leave town." You can't do that anymore. He's, you know, Back to my murder, she wrote. I hope to right. see you here he's tomorrow, free. Charles. Yeah, but okay, so. A, there is, it's called the Garrity warning, and it's a court decision where he can be made to write a police report and talk, but you can't use that statement in criminal court against mm-hmm. him. 
So here's what I'm worried about too, and tell me if if you agree. We would have to do a Garrity warning. It's called. Okay, I'm sorry to have interrupted you. I am like fired up right now. So just and I drink right. coffee. So just beware. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. I. I'm worried that, okay, let's pretend he doesn't go back to Somalia. He stays here. BCA finds him at fault. He goes to court, right? We're, we're again, like, strung through the court process. We just acquitted Officer Yanez for um, this, the other shooting. Um, Correct. And that, you know, that's controversial. Like, everyone was kind of freaking out about that. I feel like either way, if he's acquitted, now we've acquitted, or I'm sorry, if he's convicted, which I don't see a way out of, like, I just, I don't right now, unless there's something like we do not know, and it's going to come out. If he's convicted now, oh, like, we've convicted a black man, but we didn't convict Yanez. You know what I mean? But we didn't convict under the Jamar Clark, but we, you know, but, oh, now we're, we're ready to convict this black guy. Right. right. But if we that's... acquit, like, we've got <laughs> an Australian woman who called 911 for help, who by all counts is, like, a peaceful, you know, medi- she taught yeah, meditation in her pajamas in an alleyway in a nice neighborhood in Minneapolis. Now we're all afraid of the cops if he's acquitted. So either way, like... Is shit going to hit the fan? Oh, shit's yeah, going to hit the fan. That, <laughs> you know, well, it already has pretty much, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, 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 you know, the county attorney is going to be in a, a pickle either way. Um, I actually, I actually yeah. talked, to, I talked to Rondo via text uh, mm-hmm. yesterday, day before yesterday, Saturday. And I, I, first thing I said, sorry, you're, you're in, you're in the middle of this shit storm. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and he are, was like, who's this? And he, t- I can show you the text. He texts me right back and goes, LOL. And he, he, uh, said, uh, what do you, let me, I'll pull it up. He said, stop bothering me. I have to get a restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've known Rondo for a very long time. But the, it's apples and oranges, this and the Yana's case. I mean, the, the facts and circumstances. It is, but I don't see the close. general public seeing it that way. So or Black right. Lives Matter or any of these groups who can then use this either way to incite the change that they're looking that's, for. That's our new chief of police. Well, okay. I'm going to help you with their legal education, Hesley. Oh. There's another court case, Garner versus Tennessee. Okay. That's what police officers are judged at. Would a reasonable officer in his same position have fired his weapon? And that's the, you know, and that was used in Deanna's case, right? Mm-hmm. It's not unreasonable that you would fire a weapon if you believed that he was reaching to pull his gun. Right. If you believe your life's in danger. So you're right. correct. So, They're very different circumstances. Let's say right. he's like this Australian woman in her pajamas looked like she was going to pull out her weapon. And I just happened to have mine ready and like didn't care if I accidentally hit my partner. I mean, like, I just don't see this one working out either way, regardless of, right. the, you know, the I mean, past. So I'm going to before okay, I have to read this chief of police Rondo to, to L.A. Nick, just so he feels satisfied that we all agree okay. that he knows Rondo and Rondo does not <laughs> no, have a restraining order yet. <laughs> I um, okay, I'm going to be L.A. Nick. Man, sir, you're in this middle of a shit storm, my friend. Except he said sure storm, S-H-I-R, because well, he can't cause spell. No, because it autocorrects when we say Man, shit. Man, sir, you're in the middle of a sure storm, my friend. And then Rondo was like, he's, an, he's a robot because I've never heard him speak. 
So in my head, he's a robot. Thanks, my friend, for reaching out. That means a lot to me. We will weather through it. Some difficult days ahead, but I remain hopeful that the department and community can forge a pathway for building trust and understanding. I hope you and Nancy are well. He does know you because he knows about Nancy. And he, asked, offered, and he offered to take me lunch. Oh, go to lunch with him and then tell him <laughs> to murder the mayor. <laughs> just kidding. Sorry I said that, everyone. Mayor Hodges, I don't want you to die. I just want you to resign. Okay, sorry, sorry. So anyway, um, Jeff Jindra, before I say too much and have to go to jail, um, do you have any closing thoughts on what we've talked about before we go to break? I think uh, maybe the mayor stumbled on probably the best choice for chief here, probably by accident, but I think he is the, Rondo's a super positive individual. He's mm-hmm. always upbeat. He was a great guy. I used to work for him when he was a lieutenant. I think if there's anybody who can get through this, he can. I think the officers you know, will work for him. Unfortunately, I think he's going to get... Uh, unfortunately, and, and I love I've known Ronda for a very long time. He used to take me on ride-alongs. He actually was the reason why I started this show. And because I used to go you on ride-alongs with him. I was the reason. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it was, uh, I think it, it, might, it might hurt his career because people are calling for him to step down too. Because because, because Betsy right. because Betsy appointed him and they don't want anything to do with Betsy Hodges. Right, anything to do with her. Right, oh. and even though he is the best person for the job, this might actually hurt his career. Well, I feel I feel confident after talking to you, Jeff Dendra, about Rondo being in place, and um, I'm going to creep in on your lunch that you're having with him. So you know, just so you know, I'll be in the corner somewhere uh, making comments. And um, we've got a lot more coming up. So, again, thank you to Jeff Jindra. We yeah, always Jeff, appreciate you have, you have any your last, thoughts. you have any last thoughts? Yep, anything more? I tell the uh, men and women, you know, people who live in Minneapolis, that that was a kind of one-off deal. It's totally unexplainable. And uh, the rest of your police force does a heck of a job, and they work hard. And yeah, I think so, too. Don't lose the faith. But we're going to get through this, and I'm... Um, I'm sure this will all shake out. All right. Well, our love to you, Jeff Jindra. Thank you again yeah, for being your, yeah, here. Thanks for your service. And your insight. We have a lot more coming up with Alex D., our new food blogger. We will introduce you to him. And we've got 911 calls and our regular banter. Yes. Minneapolis. Lots more coming up. Minneapolis911.com. dining choice that's bank restaurant in downtown minneapolis housed in a beautifully restored circa 1900 bank building it's the perfect place for a casual breakfast lunch or dinner featuring modern american dining where fresh local ingredients combine with a historic yet revitalized setting for a truly unique dining experience a four-star surrounding with a casual price whether it's a power lunch lunch with your girls or romantic dinner bank restaurant is a lively and effort 
effervescent new way to dine. Don't forget to check out the Gold Bar for exotic drinks or the adventure of the extensive wine vault. All the more for you to enjoy a casual lunch or a night on the town. Bank Restaurant at 88 South 6th Street in downtown Minneapolis. Call 612-656-3255 for reservations. That's 612-656-3255. Or go to this station's website, Bank, where four stars meets casual dining. This is Bob Sansevier, and I would like to invite all Minneapolis 911 listeners to also listen to The BS Show. We have new shows every Monday through Friday. We offer a great lineup of guests as well as entertainment, information, and a lot of fun. You can check out The BS Show on iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, or at our website at thebsshow.net. Wow, Betty, your remodel looks great. The dining room floor, the gorgeous plush carpet in the living room. Oh, and those kitchen counters are so perfect. I'm so jealous. I want this in my house. Linda, you can. It's easy. I just called Cap Carpet and Flooring and got a free in-home estimate. Then took my ideas to the showroom and Cap's excellent design staff went to work, helping me pick out the perfect style, fabrics, and colors. They really made my ideas come to life. At Cap Carpet and Flooring, we listen to your ideas. And from design concept to Cap's professional installation, Cap makes it easy for your design vision to come to life. Whether it's a remodel or a new home design, Cap helps our customers find the best products for their lifestyle. Hey, Linda, where are you off to? I'm off to Cap Flooring and Carpet. I got great ideas for my guest room. Hey, wait for me. Cap Carpet and Flooring in New Brighton. Stop in or call for an appointment today. 651-636-2617. 651-636-2617. Cap Carpet and Flooring, where design becomes you. And we're back, Minneapolis91.com. Hi, my, my music's fading out. This is LA Nick. My music's fading out. Our Blue oh. Felix. There we go. There we go. Gotta rock out with some Blue Felix. Okay, let's fade the music out. <laughs> we're having some technical difficulties this today. This ain't our first rodeo. We do this every single yeah. time. <laughs> so, um, Get used to it. Yeah, so it's been a crazy week in Minneapolis. You I, uh, had, you said there was like shootings and more shootings. Oh yeah, I think there was six people shot. Do you want me to read about that story? Sure, okay. Not? So um, this we'll just be from... we'll just be told doom and gloom this week. Bum bum bum! <laughs> Everything's wrong and we're all gonna die. We are all gonna die. We That's all are. It's just hell, and yeah. you know, like I think here here's I figured out recently kind of what my voice it needs to be in this world and i think you're you've known what your voice should be for yeah, a while yeah. mine is to provide light like light in the tunnel of darkness somebody outside just asked me for a lighter see they want to smoke a joint three smalling kids they asked see? me and robert for a lighter now my job is to provide those lights to those somalians well they want to smoke, smoke a joint pot. so Yes. They had it right in their hand. But so I think that's match. why I'm doing the comedy. But I don't I don't want anyone to think that I'm that I'm not taking this seriously or, or anything like that because obviously I am. Can I say one thing first though? Okay. Before you start on this. I just wanted to say, you know, a lot of people like to get on the hate wagon. Ooh, it's such an easy wagon. It really is. And just because this cop happens to be a Somalian and happened to be Muslim doesn't mean crap and the hate mongers that are going after somalians and muslims 
because of this cop shot a white woman. If he shot anybody else, they wouldn't be saying nothing. Let's and, say a human being shot another human being. Right. Period. Right. Individuality. Stop, stop putting in race and religion because mm-hmm. everybody wants to put in race and religion. And put people into brackets. Like, it's this group's fault. Yeah, I'm so it's tired of it. Nationality. It's this, yeah. You know what? It is one individual who made a choice and another individual who made a choice, and they collided in this world. And learn a lesson. No good deed goes unpunished. And do not call the cops. <laughs> They're going to shoot you. No good deed goes unpunished. I learned that a long time ago. Hey, you posted a couple of days ago, and then I saw it go viral, but not be like credited to you. Those yeah, it was bullcrap. I took that posted picture. Around. So tell me again what it says. It says like, uh, beware of of Twin Cities cops, or Twin Cities cops are easily startled, startled yeah. and it shows has a like, cop shooting a gun. Uh, yeah, and he's shooting both But somebody made cops. these metal signs and hung them up mostly in St. Paul. They're well made. Yeah, they were mostly hung up in St. Paul, though. I hadn't seen any in Minneapolis. Can you be charged, but, like, for public defacing of property? Yeah, they drove holes in the poles. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I, I would assume it would be fairly easy to figure out who but did But they're this. all gone. Yeah, well, they're being taken down as soon as they're being put up. But I urge people to keep putting them up because I think it's hilarious. And it's also funny that people will steal stuff off your Facebook page and say it's caught their own. I actually was uh, became aware of it by somebody who sent me a private message. Oh, private. To go see the sign. Oh, a DM, you say. <laughs> but it's just funny. Yeah, funny. I mean, I think, I think, and, and again, not to like to take away from the grief of, of what's actually happening or the tragedy. But things like that kind of, you know, it's like it's our way of fighting back <laughs> as a community. And and though not to blame the cops because I truly believe that they are in hot water right now. A lot of people cop haters, though. Well, I feel like the cops are scared, and that puts everyone else in a scary place. It's going like, to make things worse, though. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, this one, like, like okay, before all of this like you were like i you know was raised to respect cops and to like go go up to them and and you know thank them for their service and, I, and trust I still them am. and i still am i still am too when i see a cop in uniform i respect that cop in uniform and i appreciate the service i mean they're putting their li- life on the and line you know what, and wish we had jeff jr because the cops in right now are treated like crap they they go up to somebody and you know we have we have in downtown minneapolis we have a curfew kids under we eight, do yeah yeah. Oh. So they go up to these kids that are 12 or 13 and go, you know, you have, how old are you? Fuck you. What? Can I have your ID? Fuck you. Little and, kids? Yeah, constantly, man. Where did they learn that language? I just was told this. Like, I had a cop just, like, give me an hour rant about his day. And oh. this is what and happens. they're getting, like, spat and upon. And no, and... it gets spit on all the time. Oh. And there's nothing they can do. They can't even write a ticket. So, I mean... We've got to, like, our hearts go out to the police, the good ones. Our yeah, hearts of, course, of course there's backups. It's like there's bad the, people in every group. Right. I mean, that's just, that's human nature. Um, our hearts go out to the community right now. Our hearts go out to, I mean, Justine Damon's family. My God. They, what about like, me? I got, uh, I got gout. I feel bad about your gout. Um, and, you know, like, so let's go to these shootings. So, and then... Um, we're, we're going to our foodie, yeah, Alex well, I, D. I, know, I do know that a, a, a paramedic or ambulance, I believe it, it'll probably be in the story you're going to read, got shot at in Loring Park. And a medic <gasps> actually got hit. Yeah, mine too. Oh. That's the first place I lived when I came I know, to Minneapolis. Me too. 
So it'll be in your, right. I think it'll be in your stuff. Okay, so this is Star Tribune. It says, oh, a string God. of overnight shootings, two involving multiple victims, left at least six people wounded on Minneapolis's north side over the weekend, according to the police reports. Well, that's not uncommon. The shootings occurred between midnight Friday and Monday morning, involving victims ranging from 17 to 32, the report said. None of the injuries appeared life-threatening. An ambulance was struck. How come they're all such bad aims? Every one of the shooting you see, they all such bad aims. Like An 42 shots sh- fired and nobody's hit. <laughs> I don't know. So an ambulance was struck by errant gunfire. That's odd. Early Monday while responding to low-level medical call just south of Loring Park, officials said. So the ambulance is responding to like a medical call like, I feel faint, you know, like something low level. And like it just hit, gets hit by random gunfire yeah, that's in Loring Park. That's Minneapolis right which now. Which seems really weird to me. Okay. In the most recent incident about 3.45 a.m. And what did you tell me? Nothing good happens after midnight. You were right. Nothing good. About 3.45 a.m. on Monday on the block of 1400 North Knox Avenue, patrol officers responding to shot spotter activation found a 32-year-old gunshot victim's police set. The victim was later taken to a nearby hospital for treatment. No suspect information was available. Of course not. About two hours earlier, a bullet went through the windshield of an ambulance. Is this a different a one? A different ambulance was shot? Heading to a medical without using sirens or flashing lights. The incident happened near where Hennepin Avenue South meets Hennepin or South Lindale and Groveland Avenues, which is not far from Loring Park. Are these ambulances being, like targeted or is this the same ambulance i don't get it i don't think it's the same one one of the paramedics was treated for minor injuries from flying shards of glass but later returned to duty officials said can i tell you a funny story about 12 year olds using the f word sure okay so my daughters um like you know that i don't swear you know, it doesn't come. Whatever. It doesn't come out in regular <laughs> jargon for yeah, me. me, it's uh, not, me either. I don't swear either. It's not a commonality. Like, if I use it, it's either in funny context or to shock. You know what I mean? It's not what naturally flows. I from used my to mouth. more more before I start doing radio, mm-hmm. and then after you have to teach yourself not right. to. But regardless, like I'm a Lutheran raised, like we couldn't say even oh my god, we had to say oh my gosh in my household. So my children, like, have not heard me swear, and they are raised by me. They're nine-year-old twin little girls, very sweet, sweet little girls, okay? So who, who we're driving. Who kill you in your sleep? Perhaps. <laughs> and if they do, I probably deserve it. I'm just saying. So I, like, was driving them one day, and in the back seat, I hear them whispering. And, like, you always know something's up when the kids are whispering. So I turned down the radio. I turned down Minneapolis 911 podcast. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? And they're like, nothing. Smiling, little angels, like lollipops. Like, what's going on back there? Which what are you talking about? Put your knives in their hands. And one of them goes, Mama, do you know what the F word is? And I was like, yes. Do you know what the F word is? And they're like, yes. It's, you know, and they said the real word. And I was like, What? And I was like, pull over the car. I was like, where did you hear that? And they're both quiet. They're like, we heard it from a kid on the bus. And also Trabby says it all the time. Travis is my husband. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? Late at night when they're in bed, he does let it fly. 
a lot. So he and I had a long talk, and now verboten. No more F words. So I should go out in the city of Minneapolis and tell all those 12-year-olds. You know what? I'm tired of hearing the F word on the street. Isn't it just like, it seems like low-educated. I I live in the heart of downtown, Mm -hmm. and I can sit in my house, and I'm not kidding you, no exaggeration. I will hear somebody walk by going MFing every five minutes. Yeah, it's it's effing ridiculous, you guys. It really is. You sound like, like, you sound like, I don't know, like trash. Like trash. Something like effing trash. All right. Well, we'll be back after this break sure, with sure our foodie, Alex D., our 911 calls, and much effing more. This is Hesless Ray with Minneapolis911.com. Tired of the big box store? Hello? Is anybody out there? Had it with mom and pop hardware stores? OMG, it was just here last week. Want something just right? That's Buyswingers, your local, larger neighborhood hardware store. At Buyswingers, we have it all. Power equipment, outdoor living, hardware, a place where neighbors help neighbors complete that backyard renovation, paint your home, or just let you know what food that cardinal in your tree wants for supper. Buyswingers, your local, larger neighborhood hardware store with more. 35 West North to County Road 96, exit 28A in New Brighton. You want great hair? Join the evolution. Evolution Salon, the Twin Cities only Lanza Concept Salon. You want great hair? Join the evolution. Evolution Salon has everyday styles, event cuts, color, foils, makeup services, hip, cool, and oh, so stylish. Delivered by the area's top hairstylists that will make you look like a runway model. Finish off the look with great products exclusively from Lanza. You want great hair? Join the evolution. And experience hair culture at Lynn Lake in South Minneapolis. Welcome to The Exchange. A swanky cocktail lounge for grown-ups of stunning beauty. The Exchange. Featuring two full-service bars, a dance floor, exclusive VIP seating. With the Twin Cities' sexiest people. The most state-of-the-art sound and light equipment available anywhere in North America. The first Function One Evo sound system. Exchange Nightclub, 10 South 5th Street, Lumber Exchange Building, downtown Minneapolis. The Exchange, your premier nightlife destination. And we're back, Minneapolis91.com. I'm Ellie Nick. And I'm Leslie Ray. I was just going to say that. You're Never beautiful. give me time. And hilarious co-host. Yeah, I dropped that a long you. time ago. Yeah, I don't deserve it anymore. <laughs> I'm falling apart. So you know what? There, uh, so I weigh I, 500 pounds after eating so much food, and that's why we're talking to Alex D. <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. What are you talking about? I said I don't deserve beautiful and hilarious because I gained 500 pounds after eating so much food, and that's why we're talking to Alex. What do you D. weigh? Like 85 pounds? Yeah, 84 <laughs> and a half. No, I weigh 116.2 pounds. How much I weigh? How much? Just take a guess. 112. Not even close. What? I weigh 160 pounds, dead even. Cool. Yeah, 160. That's I want I cool. should I should be at 150 though. Why? That's what my doctor said. Really? Yeah, 150. How tall are you? 5'7". I'm 5'7" as well. She said I should weigh my healthy weight is 150. Huh. Or less. Really? Yeah, really. They tell me that for females, like, 120 to 135 is good. So, yeah, I'm on the skinnier yeah, side. My doctor said she'd like to see me lose 10 pounds. 
My doctor said he'd like to see me lose (laughs) your clothes. (laughs) No, I wonder how much of my is your doctor like a creepy old doctor? No, my doctor is awesome. Actually, he's not creepy at all. No, he's like he's amazing. Um, My doctor's my doctor's a young like thirty six year old girl lady. Does she do the ball check and? No, she has never done that. She doesn't want to. She's like, good. No, she she, she, she like, sends in she an does, assistant. She does like me a lot, though. She told me I'm one of oh, her favorite patients. Yeah, right. She no, tells serious. everyone that. She's no, so she, you know what? I noticed that she spends a lot of time with me, like an hour. <laughs> That's a long time. With cupping you? No, she doesn't do oh. that. She only she, she, she only attends to, to what, I, what I'm there for. Did you go to for her for your gout? I did. What would she say? Did she cup your gout? She said, stop drinking alcohol. Oh, that's why you're on a break. How's it going? Did you start the shakes? No, I'm not oh, gonna okay. have shakes. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. How I don't you were drink drinking. that much. Okay, so it wasn't that big of a deal. No, I have like two drinks. I am sober right now, and it's 104 days as of today. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't believe 104. It is. I thought you had a drink with me a couple months ago. No, I did not. 104 is like 104 days. Sure. I am. I'm honest to God's truth. It's like almost four months. I know. I'm doing pretty good. And I, I thought you feel had a drink with me downstairs like three months ago. Did not. And I promise to God, April 12th. You shouldn't promise April, to God. You shouldn't well, promise if it's to God. true, I can. No. April 11th you don't promise was to the God. last drink that I had. And um, I think I'm going to keep it going. I, I was going to do a month break like I do on and off. And I just kept going. And now I'm But you're still smoking pot. I'm eating it. Yeah, you're eating pot. I, I don't know if it's pot it's just plants out of my yard i get really hungry yeah whatever um it's marijuana no i haven't been doing anything so i'm you like, haven't been eating pot uh-uh so seriously you look seriously, at me seriously so you haven't seriously been doing pot? i've not been eating pot really i'm serious does so, your kids know about eating pot no they don't know about that no, but they know the f word yeah they know the f word um like every good good kid around minneapolis um i'm sure it's hard not to hear it at, at that age yeah, I think it is. But anyway, we've got Alex D here. Alex D is a blogger about food, and he does, like, catering stuff. I'm not doing him justice, so if he's on the line right now, can I get a thumbs up if we're doing, if he's on there? Hey. Yeah, he is? Okay. Hey, Alex! Hi. So if you could go over your background with food and what you're doing right now, that would be awesome. And then we can just get right into it of, of your... Um. So my background in food started since a child. My parents were always very passionate about food, Um, you know, growing vegetables in the garden, making almost all of my meals from scratch, you know, since the age of 12 or 13. Was Eat, uh, Pray, Love written about you and your family? (laughs) Just tell the truth. Exactly. Who told you? (laughs) Um, So what ended up happening was, you know, we just, as a family, we started eating out quite a bit or we're going to the farmer's market, you know, or traveling to New York, et cetera. We just, our, our family is completely revolved around food from a young age. And it's something that, you know, I take very personal in where the ingredients come from and the sustainability factor and all of that good stuff. Um, at this point, I have a full-time job. But my real passion is food and cooking. I do. I have a catering business, and I have catered some larger events like the Minneapolis International Film Festival for the last couple of years. 
and I absolutely love cooking, uh, and I love eating. So what's so, uh, like the what's the most common request for your catering business? Would you say like if it's in a big thing like the people like the love my or, pizza. Oh, you do pizza, uh, okay. But my the biggest thing that I try to really bring to the table is using what's in season. Okay. Not only are is the person going to save money, but it's going to taste better. Right. Um, True. I never thought of it that way. That's a good point. So. Yeah. What is your favorite dish to serve, to cook and serve, if you could, like, isolate um, a couple? That's a tough one. I'm, I, you can't quote me on this one, but, but I, I will. Say, I know. Seriously. <laughs> I, I love making uh, fresh pasta. That's really I, hard to do. You know? You, you and me get in the kitchen. I'm pretty confident that we could have you making fresh pasta. Oh, I, re- I no. remember. I remember no, going. No, I remember no, no, growing no. up, and like go to my grandmother's, and the whole house, every flat surface would be covered in wax paper, and fresh pasta yep. laid out everywhere. Nice. Do you know what would happen if we tried to do this? And I'm willing to try it. We could film it, you know, and like do a special. I guarantee yeah. you, by the end of it, I'd be clipping the pasta into my hair, thinking they were extensions, and all <laughs> everything would go to shit. So yeah. I don't I don't think I tried making pasta. It was like a big gloop. It was a big gloop, and I tried to make my family eat it, and they still hate me for it. So do you think? Uh, I hear a lot that uh, the North Loop's becoming the food place of Minneapolis. Would you agree oh, yeah. with that? Uh, it's hard to argue with it. I know that Dalton Wade just opened up. That's kind of like a southern barbecue place. That seems to be the giant trend going on these days. We also have uh, one of the sous chefs or one of the, I don't believe it's a main guy, but one of the chefs behind Travail and the Rookery and all those places in Robbinsville that have gotten critical acclaim is opening up a barbecue place as well. And then, you know, there's Revival has barbecue now and Andrew Zimmern claims one of the top five briskets in the country. I think he went a little overboard with that. But um, barbecue seems to be the hot thing, and the North Loop is definitely a hot thing. You've got uh, Spoon and Stable. You've got Parlor. You've got Bar La Grasa. Cato no Mise is the new really high-end sushi place in town. So there's quite a bit of action in the North Loop. I know there's a couple of new ones coming to downtown, too, that are supposed to be high-end people. So we'll have to see what, ha- what kind of competition downtown gives North Loop. Yeah, I think it's part of it is a rent situation. Yep, that's exactly you, part of the problem. As you know how hard it is for you know, opening a restaurant in general is already they're working with very small margins. I, I heard something's going back in the forum where El Foro was. And I really like that place. Yeah, something's going. Yeah, I hear. I hear a high a end great burger. A, a known chef's going back in there. Speaking of okay. high end, uh, did you cry when Delano's left Uptown like I did? That was sad. I, I, <laughs> I you cried. Guys are talking about how you haven't been drinking in a while. That used to be one of my favorite watering holes. Mine too. Like, there's <laughs> nothing like stumbling in there at two forty-five in the morning. They had the same old lady waitress. Like, Amen. what do you want? You know, and like, yep. God, I just loved it so much. Why, why did they close it? Because they're still Because of del- a landlord but, situation. But they're they still doing delivery out of there. Not out of that location, I'm uh, sure. I'm sure. So there's no more bike night? No, they Club Jaeger took that. So you should talk oh, to really? them. Yeah, Club Jaeger is doing the Thursday bike. 
whatever. Anyway, Alex, um, you are part of 612 Food. Can you tell me a little bit yep. about that? Well, that's my catering company slash I have an Instagram where I just, I do, you know, a lot of home cooking slash I, I have been a little lazy on the recipe front, but I'm working and getting back into that. And how do but, we read uh, your blog? Um, it is www.612food.com. I'm having a slight issue with the uh, the domain right now. I was just talking to my host, but uh, it should be up momentarily. But for right now, yeah, I would just check me out on food uh, on Instagram. Okay, and then you are going to be a new regular on our show here. So yeah, you're going to be talking excited. about different foods, different local restaurants to go see. Um, you're going to be our resident foodie. So welcome to the crew. We're so happy to have you. Thank you so much. And I'm excited to hear more because I like I now that we're talking and we're just starting, we've got to get to our 911 calls. Um, but I have like a basically a notebook full of questions for you because I I'm can't wait to answer them. Yeah, you're in trouble now, dude. You're in trouble now. So let's <laughs> welcome Alex. He says you got a bunch of questions for you. You're screwed. Oh, you are so. And some of them are not even related to food. I don't even know, but like, I feel like we have a connection. I want to talk to you about my personal food things, and then let's you talk can... about. I would love to help you become a better cook if that's where we're going. Thank you. I mean, it was more personal than that, but I mean, okay. I guess we well, can we start more there. Than that too. <laughs> Alex D from Six One Two Food. Thank you so much, and nice, we'll buddy. see you next week with more yeah. on food in the Twin Cities. Let's get All to right, our. Have a great night. Yeah, yeah let's thank get you to so our nine one one calls. Do you think Alex have, D will be on one of them strangling someone with his pasta? No, I think it's going to be your kids with butcher knives. <laughs> with screaming the F word. You should take a picture of your ki- of your two daughters with butcher knives all bloody, Ugh. sitting there with real serious faces. I don't know that Child Protective Services would like to see that image on there's not, my there's Facebook. Not, that's, not, that's not against the law. For them to hold bloody butcher knives, I think that's like not good for their no, psyches. It's, they haven't harmed movies. They're nine years old. They haven't harmed movies. Let them be children. Look at the two little girls that were in uh, in uh, The Shining. Well, what I will do is I'll have them reenact something that did really happen, where they were both standing over me when I was sleeping and with butcher like, knives, no. all bloody. Mama, we're hungry, and I like could not sleep for two weeks. So we can reenact that scene. I want to do a, I don't want the photo shoot Are you awake? And it's three o'clock creepy? in the morning. Yeah, it's They talk hilarious. that creepy? Mama, I want some milk. That's how they talk? <laughs> yeah. I would get rid of those kids. <laughs> I want some effing milk, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Alex D coming back regular on the show. That's awesome. We've got time now to do our 911 calls, and now... It's about time. I, it's about I mean, effing time. That's what our show's called. Yeah, all right, let's get to it. Well, we already played once. We're not going to play that one again. I don't know what this is. <laughs> it's that's, this, that's what comes on when we talk about my kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Come on, Robert. Robert has lost control. <laughs> Robert has. Quiet was fighting, and there's one that needs an ambulance. 918 Hunter Penn Avenue. 
Kenny was playing with Javier and Roush, a group of five assaulted one. And there are five black males and a black male on a bicycle involved. The caller is stating that there was a knife involved. We don't know who had it. 8121, the caller is reporting that there is a suspect armed with a knife in his right hand and is still waiting for a description of the specific suspect. Correction, black male drives with a white t-shirt who is still on site. So wow, six six people assaulting one on Hennepin. That's that's a real uh real real uncommon call. Did he at the end <laughs> say there's no ambulance? Yeah. Do you think that's one of the ambulances that got shot? That, that, that's why they didn't show that, up. That happens like five times a day that on Hennepin. Ambulances get shot? No, that six oh. people attack or five people assault one person. That's Jeez. like every day. What is wrong with people? Get a job. Yeah, good luck with that. Well, there are a lot of places hiring. I know, but why would you get a job? Okay, so you the go get... Okay, let me, let me tell you why they're not going to get a job. So if you're on full Hennepin County welfare, mm-hmm. you get paid... This is what you get paid. Okay. Well, you get paid $16 an hour for a 40-hour week. What? Yeah. If you count full medical, full EBT card, then free mass transit and housing, that's $16 an hour for a 40-hour week. So why would you get a job? Fifteen now. Um, I don't know. I guess like why would you? No reason to get a job. I guess unless you wanted to be a contributing factor of society yeah, and have any sense of self worth. People perhaps. today, people, people today don't think that way. They well, think what's in it for them? What can I? What can they gain daily? Not what they're going to gain long term. What can I get today? I wish we could exude. And today all they wouldn't our... hit you in the head and take your iPhone. So they, they can I have it, to, but then they could have an iPhone today. Yeah, that's they don't true. have to work. work toward it. Right, they can just have it today. I wish we could exhume all of our grandparents, and they would be zombies and like get everyone back under control. My grandmother could do it too. Oh, she totally could. I can yeah. imagine her with like a wooden spoon slap yeah. on the ass. She would beat the crap out of all of them. Oh, she would. Like, she, and you know what? Everyone she, would. She work. lived in a t- in one of the worst neighborhoods in this country, Germantown, Philadelphia, North Philadelphia. It's bad oh. up there. It, we don't have a neighborhood anywhere near that bad. She was just making pasta, and you know what? yelling and nobody, at people. Nobody ever bothered her. They were afraid of her. I'm afraid <laughs> of her. And all right, we gotta go yeah. next nine one one call. Okay. Is that eighty one eighty one? Outside Humphrey door number three, near the trash can on a what appears to be a pressure cooker. Copy. Can you check with you? So this was actually closed down the Humphrey terminal. And it was a crock pot. It was a crock pot with a box on top of it. I love now, making. I think somebody did it. I think somebody did it as a pra- as a joke. Because oh, because that's not a good joke. Nobody's carrying around a crock pot. Not in a box. So what did they think? It was a bomb or something? Of course. Oh, okay. Of course. All right. What's our next call? 30th and 10th Avenue. The caller was also assaulted, and it was an attempt robbery of a cell phone. They do not have any suspect info yet. You got it. 310 suspect info now is a black male, black hoodie, black pants, about 16 years old. And 310, your victim's going to be in front of 3925 13th Avenue. Eighty-three twenty. Three tower code four. 
Okay, happy Christmas. Three ten. What three ten? Yeah, can we start BFI off of this location for thirty nine twenty five thirteenth Ave, please? Happy. Three ten. Yeah, it looks like they're asking what the request is for. We have a, a uh, aggravated robbery here, and uh, we got fingerprints on the driver's side window of the vehicle. Copy that. Can I give you some info on the robber? 310, go ahead. 16 to 18 year old black male, uh, 5, 6, 5, 8, light build, wearing all black, including a black hoodie, wearing headphones. Uh, he went north on 11th from 39th towards uh, 38th. Uh, victim was assaulted and a white iPhone 5 was taken from her. Probably that we are in that information. Uh, from 310 on the robbery, uh, black male, 16 to 18 years old, 5, 6 to 8, light build, wearing all black clothing, including a black hoodie, Who even and headphones, wants... northbound, other thing was assaulted, white iPhone taken. So, so what's weird about this call is the is person... It's an iPhone 5. Who but, wants that now? But the person We're who got robbed plus... was actually in a car at a red light. Oh, weird. So, so and this is happening more and more. So... They, they were in a car mm-hmm. with the window, and that's why they got his fingerprints on the window, because he reached mm-hmm. in and punched the person in the face and took their, <gasps> took their cell phone. That's mean. Yeah. But it's Whoa. happening, man. People okay. have been pulled out of their cars, literally pulled out of their cars at red lights. This actually happened uh, near, you know where the SA is, near Loring Park? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, and it's got that uh, gay store right next to it. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there was uh, an executive from Medtronics. One of their top executives was staying at the Weston Hotel, and they he asked them if there was any place that was late. It was like midnight. If there was any place to get cigarettes, and they told him you can take a cab to Super America. And uh, he said, "Can I walk there?" They go, "We don't recommend it. You're better off going for the cab." So he took a cab, mm-hmm. and he got yanked out of the cab at a red light and beaten, and all stuff taken. Jeez, <laughs> what is wrong with people? Okay, our last call. Uh, let's go to 5133, one available for a fight in the parking lot, White Castle, 7741 Zane Avenue North. Cars responding to that fight, they're now running towards Brooklyn Boulevard. The male party with the club that dropped it now, but still is yelling at them and headed towards them now. And it sounds like he's now picking the golf club back up. 1234. And cars responding to the fight, it sounds like you're out with the right group of males. The male party that had the baseball club is still going to be in that White Castle parking lot, though. Copy. 5-100 units on the fight at White Castle. Your suspect male carrying the golf club is walking along the backside of Walgreens, carrying a backpack now. RP just lost visual. 5-125, copy you in the area. M5100, the RP says he walked into the trees by the auto parts store. He saw a squad going that direction. I wonder if that was Tiger Woods. It could have been. He's not doing so good. He's not. He might need the money. He probably does. Yeah, he's got a lot of legal nah, I don't think he needs any money. I wonder if it was about a Crave case. Never know. But Never it's weird that somebody carrying a golf club. Hey, y'all, just to remind everybody, you can listen to our best of clips every Wednesday on the Tom Bernard Show. On the Tom Bernard podcast. You can. And uh, I'm on there every Wednesday and I come on at 1.15. And keep listening to Minneapolis911.com. 
Um, we want to thank KFAI. No, we're going. Radio. We're just going to a break. Oh, okay. Well, sorry about that. <laughs> I mean, I do want to thank them though. So here's our break. We'll be right back with more Minneapolis 911.com. Rocket. Ricky, you just finished your farewell tour. What's next for the Rocket? The answer is simply. What? Simply self-storage. They've got it all. Both traditional storage from IAMS equipment to climate control to help control extreme temperatures, dust and humidity for my famous guitars. And talk about safety and convenience. Computerized gate access, 24-hour camera surveillance, and on-site staffing. Simply self-storage. Visit them today at simplyss.com. Gotta move. We sell moving supplies to help it go smoother. Simply Self Storage. We sell boxes and packing supplies. Find us at simplyss.com. Find out how to get rest of month free. Simply Self Storage. You definitely chose the right place. Look down the street. It's a car. It's it's a truck. No, it's Super Shuttle. Super Shuttle, the blue and yellow vans that pick you up from your office or home. Super Shuttle to the airport, corporate office, or a night on the town. Super Shuttle picks you up and takes you there. No more hassling with luggage or airport parking. Eliminate the expense of taxis, the traffic jam, or that creepy guy on the bus. Call Super Shuttle today. 1-800-BLUE-VAN. That's 1-800-BLUE-VAN. Super Shuttle will pick you up and take you there. It's about higher standards. It's about lower prices. It's about time. A car dealer treats you the way you want to be treated. Welcome to Star Auto and Truck Sales in Ramsey, 7009 West Highway 10. At Star Auto and Truck Sales, it's about never having a dissatisfied customer. The star philosophy means taking care of you before and after the sale. Higher standards, lower prices, and value start at Star Auto and Truck Sales. Use keyword star on the station's website for more details or at starautoandtrucksales.com. And that's another episode of Minneapolis 901. I'd like to <laughs> now again thank KFAI Fresh Air Radio. They have been awesome and they are doing more pledges. They're kind of in a precarious place, I've heard. So please support them. Um, they've been kind enough to include us on their podcast page. So let's do a shout out to KFAI. Yep, give them some money. Give them money. I think it's worth it. Uh, they do awesome programming. And we've been very lucky to be part of their podcast family. Um, I want to thank Tom Bernard Network. I want to take thank Bob Sansevier for occasionally shouting out to us what and about, having us on. What about thanking me? I want to thank Ellie and Nick for giving me this opportunity <laughs> to shout my mouth off, mouth off each week because I don't have anywhere else. I don't have a forum except for this. So thank you to Ellie and Nick. Our producer, Robert W. Morgan, who does a bang-up job as always. And to our new regular, Alex D., our foodie, Jeff Jindra, for our being our guest today. And to our listeners, keep listening and commenting. We need you. We love you. And listen to our, our back episodes at Minneapolis911.com. We'll be back next week. Bye. You have been listening to Minneapolis 911 with L.A. Nick and Esley Ray. Join us and download a new show every Wednesday at 9 a.m. on the Tom Bernard Network, 
and Minneapolis911.com. For further information on today's and past shows, go to Minneapolis911.com. Minneapolis 911 post-production provided by Nancy Keene and Hugo Latidem. This show is a Robert W. Morgan production. I'm Casey Moo. Thank you for listening to Minneapolis 911.